The Chicago Bulls face the defending champion Golden State Warriors tonight before they take a three days off, go to Paris, and then face the Detroit Pistons and have another three days off. Can the Bulls fare better against the Golden State Warriors than what they have over like the last two years? That remains to be seen. We're going to talk about that. The Bulls' inconsistency, Dalen Terry showing out in the G League, and also get into your voicemails. We're going to do all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes, as you guys already know, and the Bulls face the Golden State Warriors tonight. DeMar DeRozan has been upgraded to questionable. Levine is probable. Uh, the Warriors will be missing Iguodala, Kaminga, and Wiseman all being out in this game. But as we know with this Chicago Bulls team, this is the type... The Bulls who already allow random role players to go off from behind the line. We have teams that have had their career nights on at the three-point line facing the Chicago Bulls. Matter of fact, Klay Thompson set a record a few years back against the Chicago Bulls shooting threes. Now, that's a much different constructed team than now. But one thing remains. The Bulls are susceptible to, to high levels of three-point shooting. And they face the Golden State Warriors, the team that we all know over the last decade, has completely go off from three-point line at any given point in time. You also look at Jordan Poole coming off the bench for that team. Um, it's going to be a long night for the Chicago Bulls. And I'm not, you guys know, I'm past predicting wins for this team, especially against a team like the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors who have, they sit right at 500. A lot of a lot of people look at their, the season for the Golden State Warriors as being a disappointment so far. You guys kind of know how I feel on the Warriors if you uh, follow me over on NBA Central as well. Um, I think the Warriors are one of those teams that they just know they can turn it on after the All-Star break. I don't think that they look necessarily at the regular season as uh, a time where they need to make a statement. But look at the back half of the season. I guarantee the Warriors probably turn that on, and they're probably going to turn it on tonight against the um, against the Chicago Bulls. They're coming off a big win in San Antonio, in which they, they defeated that team 144-113. to And that team, even though the San Antonio Spurs are not a great team, they sit at 13-30 and on the season. Um, I like the way they defend better than the Chicago Bulls. So. Listen, this is going to be a long day for the Chicago Bulls. And I almost said night. The game's at 3 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a long day for the Chicago Bulls. This is not going to be easy. And this is going to be a big, difficult matchup for the Chicago Bulls. Now, one could say, you know, especially if DeMar's out, what kind of chance do you give the Chicago Bulls? I really can't say that. At the end of the day, if the Bulls execute on the defensive end, if they focus on the offensive end, spread the ball around, don't get into heavy isolation, things like that, they can be a team that can beat anybody. But they can also lose anybody. And then a team that 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 plays into a lot of their weaknesses, when you look at the Golden State Warriors, how they push the pace, things like that, the three-point shooting, it's going to be a long day for the Chicago Bulls. And they're going to have a, diff- they're going to have a difficult uh, go at it. The uh, Golden State Warriors come in with three players averaging over 20 points per game. You got Steph Curry averaging 29, Jordan Poole averaging 20.9, Klay Thompson at 20.7. And then Andrew Wiggins at, at 18.3. It's going to be a long day for the Bulls. Expect uh, Dante DiVincenzo to go completely off on the Chicago Bulls because that's just the type of game that the Bulls give up. I don't know what to say. I don't know what this game is going to turn out to. I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, Kevon Looney is their, their leading rebounder. Uh, Draymond Green's their leading assist guy. Listen, I have no idea. I don't know how this game is going to go, but I know it's going to be tough for the Bulls, especially if they don't execute defensively and we don't get players to step the hell up. This is another game in which we're going to need Patrick Williams to step up. We're going to need him because they're going to be keyed in on DeMar if he plays and Zach and Vooch as well. Like, this, is, this isn't this is a game that the Bulls can obviously not take lightly, but 
This is a game where it's uh, everything stacked against the Bulls. Going into the last game, I said that that team was the type of team, the uh, OKC Thunder was the type of team that just matched up well against the Bulls. It gives the Bulls fits. And the Golden State Warriors play pretty much into that as well. Andrew Wiggins, Dante DiVincenzo, and Jordan Poole are probably going to lead this team in scoring tonight. Just watch what I say. Just watch what I say. Steph and Clay may take the whole third and fourth quarters off. I don't know. I'm not very high on this team right now as far as the Chicago Bulls. But we do know what they're capable of if they execute. And it has to start with setting the tone defensively. And if they can't do that, if they can't rebound, if they allow this team to get out on fast breaks by getting a bunch of defensive rebounds, pushing the pace, and if they allow them to get second chance points on the offensive side of the ball, it's going to be a long day for the Chicago Bulls. So at the end of the day, as you can tell by the way I'm talking, I'm not too hopeful of the Bulls' chances tonight, just being 100% honest. But I've I've had those thoughts before, and the Bulls have come out and executed. So we'll really see. As I've said before, this is such a bipolar team. And one of the biggest issues with this team this season is just the inconsistency. It's so up and down with this team. They don't they they give some defensive effort for a few games in a row, and you think, oh, maybe they're turning it around, and then the defense goes completely in the toilet. They they look like they're firing on all cylinders offensively for a few games, and then the offense they can't hit a shot to save their lives when a shot is needed. It's and the scoring droughts. This is a team that the scoring droughts tonight, if they have a big scoring drought against the Golden State Warriors in this in the first or second quarter, the game can get away from them. A five-minute scoring drought against the Golden State Warriors, especially if they get hot, that ends the game right there, no matter what quarter comes in. I don't care if it comes in the first quarter. If the first five minutes of this game, the Bulls can't score, I'm not going to be hopeful for what they do, even if they do get it together for the next three quarters, because this Golden State Warriors team is not a team that you can take lightly, but We'll see how the Bulls execute in that. Like I said, not too hopeful, but I've been surprised before. Hopefully, they surprise us overall. All right, let's get into the next topic. That's Daylon Terry. I just want to spend a little bit talking on the rookie. He had, a, he had a stat line of 19 points, 11 rebounds, I think six assists or something like that. Just balling out. Yeah, six assists for the Windy City Bulls. Daylon Terry is flashing every bit of the stat-stuffing ability that we expect to see from him when he does start getting minutes. Probably not going to be till next season. I think they want him to work on his body. But again, I said that last season about Marco Simonovic. I thought that they wanted him to add on weight. He added 12 pounds of muscle. He's never going to be a great defensive player, but he just can't get on the court for the Chicago Bulls. Daylon Terry, I think they're a little bit more invested in. Daylon Terry is definitely a uh, uh, Arturis Connorsover type player. But Daylon is just flashing so much, man. And Daylon is going to be one of those players that it's going to be a different thing every night that he does. And he's going to have something that he does every single game that is a marquee skill for him. And I just can't wait to see Daylon. They're barely scratching the surface of his potential. Um, I do think, unlike Marco Simonovic, Daylon still is gaining something from being in the G League, gaining those reps, working on the shot form, things like that. But we need to see Daylon Terry for the Chicago Bulls next season. I hope what they're doing with him is similar to what the Trailblazers did with Anthony Simons, uh, where they left him down in the G League for primarily his whole first season. Then I think the next season after that, he played a big role for that team. And then that role just continually grew for him. So hopefully it's something similar with that. I like the rook in Daylon Terry. I like what we have in him. I like the way that he looks. And if you guys watch the Windy City Bulls games, the one thing that I love about Daylon is you can tell he makes players better around him. That's the key thing in there. They did lose the game as well, so that they did lose that. But you can tell Daylon Terry with his passing, with his pushing the pace, with everything, his court vision, with his defense, he ups the skill level of players around him. And to do, be able to do that even at the G League level as a rookie, and if you can cultivate that again, I'm not too, I don't like the way Billy Donovan's tried to develop or lack thereof uh, players on this roster so far. That's my own personal thing. I know not everybody agrees with that. But if they can develop that with Daylon Terry, they're going to have a hell of a player for years and years to come. Daylon Terry may never be a star level player. 
He may never and never be a superstar level player, but I guarantee you, whatever the max potential is for Dalen Terry, he's going to have a great chance of, of of hitting that max potential just because of his work ethic, because of how hungry he is, hearing the interview with him earlier in the week, and, and just his ability to just be a game changer. I love Dalen Terry. He's going to have a long career, I think, in the NBA. Hopefully, it's all in a Bulls uniform, and hopefully the Bulls realize and cultivate what they have in him, and we see that continually develop and him being a big part of this Bulls roster for years and years to come. All right, it's Sunday, even though it is game day. You know, on weekends, we get into the mailbag. We're going to get into this first voicemail. This one's from Michael Korn. Hey, Hayes, what's happening? Have a great weekend in spite of the Bulls. Um, for me, as a fan, this is what it comes down to. Uh, if you're an OKC fan, you have something to look forward to. The Bulls, what fans do we have to look forward to? I don't know if there's even a plan. I'm going to sit back and uh, listen to your mailbag episodes this weekend. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some passionate uh, talk um, about the Bulls. Um, thank you for uh, being a great content provider, uh, you know, covering a product that seems to be deeply flawed. And again, and as a fan, so disappointing. As a Bulls fan, I'm still going to hang in there and uh, and keep watching and keep, uh, you know, following your content. Thanks, man. Uh, this is Michael, uh, Michael Korn. Again, I've been a fan since 1966. And uh, I wish we had a plan in place. Hey, um, quick question. I was just thinking, uh, if Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan played for a different owner, would he be a different owner today? Uh, would, uh, that is, would Michael Jordan be uh, a different owner or perceived to be a different owner than the ownership he has? Anyway, i just throw that out there because uh, I was thinking some of the Bulls' problems go, you know, to the fund's office and to ownership, of course. So, anyway, cool. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Michael Korn asked an amazing question. As Bulls fans, what do we have to look forward to? I wish I could say the rookie in Dalen Terry. I wish I can say the future with Kobe White, Io DeSumo, Patrick Williams, Marco. I wish we could say Marco Simonovich. I, I like. I wish we could at least be saying that. I wish we were one of those young teams that were struggling and losing and sub five hundred. But it's like, hey, the future is bright for us. And Michael Korn saying that that's okay. OKC has a bright future ahead of them, at least on paper. Right? Not all potentials always realized. We'll see. But we don't even necessarily have that because we don't know what we like. Billy Donovan is not developing these players in a meaningful way. He's just not. That is the job of the coaching staff. And we have another voicemail on that, so I'll wait because we actually have a coach that called in. So I'll wait to leave that for them to talk about. But overall, what do we have to look forward to? At times, we have a, a scrappy team. At times, we have a team that just execute wells and plays a fun brand of basketball. But that's not consistent. The, the, I'll tell you this. The one thing, uh, not one thing, he does more. But when Lonzo Ball is out on the court, the, the brand of basketball is fun. Just period. It, the brand of basketball is fun, even if it is losing. But we don't even have that to look forward to. We don't. We we aren't necessarily developing a lot of a lot of Bulls fans. Understandably so, are down on the future of Patrick Williams and Io DeSumo, Even though Kobe has been a bright spot this season, we don't have to look that to look forward to. And Michael Corn saying the Bulls are a deeply flawed team. You hit the nail on the head there, Mike. Like all jokes, and I don't even know if you like to be called Mike. Mike, I'm gonna call you Mike. We're family now. Um, but all jokes aside, I, I do agree with that. Like. I wish we had more as a team to look forward to. I wish we had more as a franchise to say, hey, yeah, this season sucks, but hey, listen, this is what's coming on the horizon. We don't. We're a team that's still fairly young. I think we're still in, the, in towards the bottom, uh, like w- one of the youngest teams in the league overall, but our best players are all veterans. Zach's 27. 
DeMar and Vooch are well into their 30s. And so we don't have really a lot of progression from those players to look forward to. Um, we have refinement. I do think that any veteran can refine their game. Zach can absolutely refine his game um, and get back to being the efficient scorer that he was. But we don't necessarily have something coming on the horizon that is like, hey, we're building a young star here, right? We have some young players that shown some flashes um, and that we see that they can be good two-way players and good cogs of a team. But we don't have that young piece that we necessarily are looking at it like, hey, this guy's going to be a star in a few years. And that's a difficult position the Chicago Bulls face them have put themselves in. That is the flaw of this roster and what we gave up. We don't even have with our struggling last year. I always compare this team to the 2007-2008 Chicago Bulls. That team struggled that season and had their own first-round pick. We didn't expect that team to get the, get the number one overall pick, but they would have had a lottery pick, right? This team here, we don't even have that to look forward to with the struggles of this season. So it's it's a dark times for, for Bulls fans. It's it's definitely that. It's it's stressful, and it sucks to be where we are right now, and hopefully AK and Eversley realize this, and they have to do something. The Portland pick, like I said before, Portland seems to be on their way down. Dame is still being Dame, but Jeremy Grant's coming down to earth, things like that. It's time to trade that pick to see if you got any value in it, in my opinion, but that's a story for another day. Um, but yeah, we don't have much to look forward to with the Bulls team as far as like improvement. Most of our improvement has to come with from within or hope that AK and Eversley have some type of big level deal to do in the offseason where they're going to bring in some more talent. But we'll see. We'll see. Now, um, to the last part of your question, would MJ be a different owner if he had a different ownership when he was playing? I don't think so. I think MJ is just MJ. Um, he was a terrible uh, exec for a basketball team. He's a terrible owner uh, for an NBA team. I don't necessarily think. And, and even like the thing that Jerry Reinsdorf did do, right? And let, let's be clear. He's still cheap. I'm not, not giving him too many props for that. Uh Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Um, but once he did have a star level talent on that team and Michael Jordan, he slowly started building. He put the people in position to build around that. Now, some could say the Bulls got lucky. Some some luck is involved with building a championship team, especially a dynasty. But they were able to make the correct moves to keep that team in condition. Even the years that Jordan went away, they still brought in some pieces to them that were going to help them still be a playoff team and contend. And they hope to be a championship level team. So. I don't think that, I just don't think MJ has it, man. And until he gets a GM that is just strong-willed and has better overall team-building uh, acumen than he does, I don't necessarily think Jordan's ever going to be a successful NBA owner, but that's just my opinion. Look, they got LaMelo Ball down there, and they have not built a great team around LaMelo Ball. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Jamal. What's going on, Hayes? This is your boy Jamal back again. Another voicemail for you. Okay, well, let's go ahead and talk about it. It's sad to say that the only highlight we have of this week of Bulls games uh, that we can actually talk about that, that was, you know, made us happy is the fact that you made it to 10,000 subscribers, my brother. I want to wish you a congratulations on that. It is a long time coming, but it is so well-deserved. 
if anybody deserves to get the 10K, it's you. You put in that work constantly, consistently, uh, every single day, very few rare days off and things like that. And you did it out of the pure love and passion that you have for this team. So, again, on behalf of all real Bulls fans out there, we want to congratulate you on 10K. Now, with that being said, let's talk about these Bulls because they're pissing me off. I don't know what the hell is going on. It seems like every single time we get to a point where it looks like team is turning the corner or they about to come out of the slump or they 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 finally figured it out and everything something ends up happening and they just end up saying fuck it we're going back to where we was and it's becoming an annoyance it is becoming an annoyance patrick williams okay you've had some good games this year you know some games where you play really well defensively or some games where you play really well offensively and everything but you, you're not being consistent. I need aggressive P, especially with DeMar DeRozan out, man. You should be licking your lips to get some of those shots that he's not going to be able to take. Zach Levine had an off game last night um, and things like that. I, You know, it is what it is. I hate the fact that he did, but, you know, at the same time, we need people to step up and play much better. Vucevic, what the hell are you doing, my good sir? Can we please get the ball? Can we please practice some entry passes to Vucevic in the post? <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I, this team has got to get their shit together if they even want them a chance to make the play-in, let alone the playoffs. I'm not giving up on the season, but at the same time, we must do better. Stay, we must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused, in the words of Dr. Umar. But other than that, man, I don't know. I just hope that... We can get our shit together. But as always, the see where go Bulls. And again, congratulations, my brother. It was well deserved, man. Thanks. First of all, Jamal, thank you for uh, congratulating us on hitting 10K subs. It's great. It's huge. Um, and I appreciate all of Bulls Nations for the support that they that you guys have given me for rocking with me. Um, it's been an amazing journey. And Jamal and others and Marvin and, and Brandon L. Jed and JDH. And, uh, you know, I, I can, I'm going to forget some names, but. A lot of you guys have been around for quite a while, and I always say that we've done this. I always say we built this, and that's honestly how I feel. That's not just me giving lip service because I suck at promoting this show. I do, and the show has grown because of you guys, and it's become what it has been. Even me doing post-game live streams, which is a big part of the channel now, that came because the community voted for that. The community asked me to do that. I didn't set out to, do, to have live streams during games. That just wasn't my thing to start this off with. Um, so you guys have been the biggest part of my success in helping refine this channel as anybody. But to get to what you said, aggressive Patrick Williams, uh, as you called it, aggressive P, um, we definitely need, like, at some point, I hope that Patrick Williams unlocks that side of him, man. It's, it, it leaves, and I know a lot of Bulls friends are like, well, you drafted a player that never started in college. Like, that, all that doesn't matter, man. At the end of the day, you're drafting because of skill. You're drafting because of, of position. You're drafting because of the, the potential. And Patrick Williams had all that. But I will say this, like, what would the Bulls' future look like had they drafted Tyrese Halliburton, which was another player that they were uh, rumored to be interested in at that time? Like, you, you leave that. But Patrick now is on this team, um, and I do want to see Patrick Williams succeed. I do think that he does have a lot of potential in him, but it's up to him to lock it. It's up to the coaches to put him in a position uh, to kind of force that growth from him. Um, and, you know, we need that now. Finding Vooch in the post, yes, the Bulls got to do better. The Bulls have to do better executing overall. The turnovers have to come down. The ride in the hot hand has to come up. The the ro rotating out to the three-point line, the not getting down on yourself after you don't get calls, the complaint, all that has to get better for this team. And hopefully we see that start to come around at some point if they do want to save the season. I don't know how hopeful me and many other Bulls fans still are at this point, but, 
you know, the, the potential is there with this team, and there's there's so much talent on this team that just isn't always utilized correctly. They don't always play up to that talent level. Also, I mean, it's 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 a it's a really frustrating time to be a Bulls fan, man. To be in this position that we're in, per you know Michael Corn's voicemail the last time as well, like. We got so many things that we need to work on as a team and as a franchise, and uh, let's hope that it comes at some point. And now let's hope Acme has some type of plan, man. I don't know. Um, the days that go by without this team improving in a meaningful way, uh, it, it it lessens that chance more and more. But let's hope. Let's see what comes about for this team in the long run, man. But Jamal, thank you for leaving that voicemail, man. Thank you for your kind words. Let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Josh. Hey, hey, it's Josh. I've left some comments before on your vids. You're one of my go-tos for bold news and constructive criticism. I can't agree more with coaching being a big issue here. I'm a coach and private trainer for youth soccer myself, and I know how impactful coaching is and how if you're not reaching one or two or five of your players on your team, you need to change your approach in order to reach that player better. One player like that I may need to take aside and tell them, like, hey, I know you're putting all the pressure on yourself but th- to win this game, but relax. It's not all on you. You know, you can you need to trust your teammates, and they can help you out here. I've done that before, or like another player, I may take a side and say, like, you're, you're our best defender, and I don't trust anyone else but you on this player. Guarding this player every single second, I need you cutting off his passing lane or being stuck on him. Like, look, I'm not successful, like, every single time with this, but you need to approach players differently depending upon their personalities and their needs and wants and just reading them differently. Like, not every player is the same, but every single player is different. And you have to do different things to fire them each up. With all that said, sometimes there's one, maybe two players you just will never reach. But honestly, to me, it looks like it's more than that with Billy Donovan. I don't think he's reaching enough of the team <clears throat> to be successful. And I don't want to pretend like I'm in practice or in the locker room or listening to any of the private conversations between Billy and his players, but I'm just talking about perceptions from somebody who is a coach, who has been in the coach's seat. Um, what we need to see from these players after being fired up from their coach is we need to see Pat knocking down threes from the corner every, like damn near every time he's taking them. Because even, and we also need to see him like being a far more annoying defender than he's been. He is only tied with AC for screen assists at 1.1 per game, which for being a lot larger than AC, he should definitely have larger. For example, Drummond, which I know is a lot bigger than Pat, averages 1.9 screen assists per game and isn't a starter, and neither is AC. Um, I'd also like to see Pat, you know, at usually like maybe at like 1.6, 1.7, ideally, um, but, you know, it's definitely higher than 1.1 per game. Also, he needs to be averaging way more than one charge for an entire season. <laughs> you know, I think that's, you know, another big issue. So more more hustle stats from Pat. <clears throat> uh, AC, we need to see him knocking down more corner threes as well. Um, and, yeah. So Josh picks up on some of the things I said in my mailbag yesterday about coaching. And as a coach, as a leader, it's not you you can't complain when you don't get something out of a player. It's up to you to find a way to motivate that specific player to get that out of them. That's leadership, that's coaching, that's everything. And I agree with that. Like that's and I think sometimes as sports fans, we underrate how important coaching is. And I'm gonna use another team to highlight that. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they thought 
they, they didn't really need a coach, right? So Steve Nash is cool coming in there. You see how different it is having Vaughn come in there who isn't necessarily a, a great coach himself. He's a solid NBA coach. But you see the difference that just having that level of coaching makes for a team that was struggling and putting the players in the right positions and things like that. So the team, even though they're, they've come back down here right, uh, lately, the teams you can't deny that they're playing an overall better brand of basketball, and the future looks much brighter since he took over. Coaching is important. I think sometimes people think, oh, well, these are superstars. They get paid this amount of money. This isn't. Coaching still matters. Otherwise, the coaching position would have gone away. Teams wouldn't be spending millions of dollars of coaching if coaching didn't matter. Coaching absolutely matters, especially when you're trying to develop young pieces, especially when you're trying to fit pieces on the roster together and having to come up with a scheme of players that may, their, their natural um, tendencies may not lean to that. It's up to coaching. Coaching brings so many things together. Look at Larry Brown and what he was able to do with the, those Detroit Pistons and bring those players together in a way that maybe didn't work out on paper. And I think that's evident by the coaches that came after that. Like, it's coaching still matters in the NBA. It matters hugely. And I think sometimes we can underrate exactly how much coaching matters, but especially for the young players. Pop is the coach that he is because of what he gets out of players. Look at how different DeMar is on this team versus the Spurs. Yeah, he's averaging higher numbers and, and assists and things like that. But look at how DeMar did defer, how DeMar put the younger players in better positions. And even some some of these Bulls fans that leave stuff in the comments like, oh, well, you didn't, you can't expect a player to defer. He did it. And they had some levels. They didn't have as much talent, but they had some success there. Coaching matters in the NBA. And it definitely matters. Every player needs a different approach to my, to Josh's point there. And if, you, and if you are a great leader and a great coach, you find that different approach for each player. Phil Jackson talked about that for years. Finding different ways to motivate Shaq, different ways to motivate MJ and both. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, MJ and Kobe, and those being different from all each other's. Like great coaches find a way to motivate. They find a way to put players in position to kind of force development. I think some people forget, and now they just look at Kyrie as what he became. Kyrie Irving wasn't the most confident player coming into the NBA. He wasn't a player that got a lot of shots. He wasn't a player that naturally took the big shots. Pop built that up in him slowly but surely. He built it, and he called. He, I think in in an interview, Pop described it as. Did you describe use a Lego analogy? I, I can't remember. Use some type of analogy where it's like you just add to the game, and the next season you add something else, and the next season you add to that. Billy Donovan hasn't done that. Yeah, he's only been here now. What this is third season with the team, um, but I haven't seen that type of development. I haven't seen. Hey, let's put Patrick Williams in a in a pick and roll and see what he does. All right, he's starting to do that a little bit better. All right, now let's run a little bit more things to him. Let's see what he does passing. Like he doesn't do that. That's what that's what great leaders and, and coaches that are great developers do. I've said this. Billy isn't a bad coach. He just may not be a good coach for this team. But also, it's he's not developing the players in a meaningful way uh, that's really forcing them, forcing their growth. You either got to sink or swim, and he's not doing either one of that. So we'll see. And then your points for uh, the P-Will screen assist, that is a great stat that not many people, I think, are going to understand. But great one with that. And yeah, and like I said, I'm not putting P-Will or any player's development solely on the coaching. They do play a part in it, but some also needs to be the players asserting themselves. So. It's it's just a weird position to be in, especially with development being one of the reasons that they cited is bringing Billy Donovan in here, and it just hasn't come to fruition in the in the way that they talked about. Let's hope that it changes at some point, or I mean, I don't know. Uh, Billy Donovan's going to be here for a while, it looks like, so we'll see how that ends up going. But that's it for today's episode. You guys already know. Got to reserve the voice a little bit. Got three more episodes to do today because we got to do our pregame, our halftime hangout, and postgame shows all today for the Golden State Warriors game against the Bulls. But if you want to follow the show, do so at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773 270 
888-999-9999. That is, a, almost forgot it. That's the voicemail if you want to leave a text and a voicemail for the voicemail uh, episodes like you heard on today. But otherwise, that's it. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You guys are the best part of the show. That's what makes us the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red, y'all. And peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break, Break Media. Media. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.